Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Say It With May. I am your host, Malin, and as always, I am so happy that you're here. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about the hard truths, and these are truths and outlooks of of life, I should say, that I've really had to look back this past year and, you know, really accept. I think that these are things that a lot of people try to mentally avoid. And unfortunately this year, it really became apparent to me that I could not avoid these any longer. And I think that this has a lot to do with me entering into this next era of my life and entering into adulthood. And with that, looking at kind of who to bring with me, what to bring with me, and looking at the reality of it all. So, and if you guys have listened to the episodes this far, up until this point, um, you probably have been able to more or less notice the theme of all of these episodes have really been about the past year of my life. Um, ever since January 1st of 2023, I feel like this has really, I guess the best way to describe it is a growing pains year. And when I say that, I mean, they talk about like all the different pains of growing up, you know, you lose friendships, you're going to find out who you truly are, you're going to find out, you know, more about yourself than you've ever known, who really has your back, what you want to do with the rest of your life. And I feel like this has just been a huge growing pains year for me and I have found out kind of who I am inside of what I have known the past 16 years and also kind of outside of that. I've also obviously uh, found out kind of what we talked about in I think episode three it was um, or episode two kind of who really deserves a seat at your table So we're just going to, we're just going to dive right in. And the first one, which has really been tough for me to grapple with over the last year is that sometimes you will work really hard at something, whether it's in your career or sports, business, school, doesn't matter, anything. You'll work really, really hard at it and you will give 110% and you do everything right. And it just doesn't work out. Whether it was someone was better than you, it just wasn't in your cards for, you know, that day, week, month, it doesn't work out. And I think I've personally seen this this year in, I don't want to call it relationships because I didn't have relationships with some of these people, but a situation, that's a horrible word too. I guess, um, you know, being in the dating world, I've seen that it doesn't work out. Um, softball, huge one. Sometimes things just don't play in your cards. Sometimes it's just not in, in your destiny for that day. And I've, I, I've also seen this in, in friendships. Friendships being a huge one. But I feel like when, going back to the first point, you know, kind of more or less the dating world, when, you know, I got out of my long-term relationship and I started dating again, 
sometimes you'll go on these dates with people and you're like, yeah, that was great, you know, go on another one. Or sometimes you're like, wow, that was the worst date I've ever been on and I never want to see that person ever again. But, (laughs) but sometimes you will do everything right. You'll say everything right. You know, that other person might think you're great, but sometimes it just doesn't work out and that's okay. And, and, you know, that's a part of life. And I think my hardest pill to swallow with this is I'm a perfectionist. So I always look at, you know, what did I do wrong in this instance? And sometimes you didn't do anything wrong. You know, I, I have already, you know, done some things where I'm like, that person didn't do anything wrong. I just, I just, I don't feel like it's there. I went on dates with people that they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't, you know, say anything wrong or, or maybe they, you know, they didn't do anything out of pocket. I was just like, I'm not feeling this. This isn't it. End of story. And again, that's just the part of life that it just doesn't work out. My, my biggest issue I think is with softball take out dating and friendships I guess um but I experienced a lot last season where I'd be having really good games or I would have great practices that week that was a huge thing I have these fantastic practices come game time you know maybe I'd have a couple good innings and then suddenly more or less shit would just hit the fan (laughs) it would kind of go south really quick so I I had to accept that again sometimes it just it doesn't work out and there are often times that it doesn't work out maybe just simply because there's someone out there that that's better than you. And that was a really tough pill for me to swallow because I want to be the best at what I do. Whether that's in my career, in business, in softball school, but there's always going to be someone out there that's better than you. And sometimes that's why it doesn't work out. And I think another huge part of not only sometimes it just doesn't work out is that sometimes it does work out, okay? For example, if you go to a practice and you have a great practice and, you know, there's that part of you that's like, but was it a great practice? And you don't get that validation from maybe a coach, a teammate, or whatever, for some people, that can be, it feels like a setback and it feels like, you know, I'm not being recognized for my talents, intelligence, hard work, character, whatever. But there are always, sometimes that that is going to be overlooked. But I think, and in my opinion, I think that if you really hold yourself to a standard of thinking that at the end of the day that my validation is what means the most and I truly do believe when they say that you you are your biggest critic and if you think at the end of the day that you know I did a great job at this or that that was a great thing that happened to me and it happened because of my hard work if you can validate yourself that is just a great trait to have in life and it's not being blind. It's not screwing up and then saying, well, I, I did a good job because I tried. It's genuinely knowing when you put 110% in and you had a good outcome and you can look at that 
and and have that just great trait about you and, and, and say that my validation is enough and I can hold my head high knowing that I accomplished XYZ. Because again, sometimes you're just not going to get that extra validation from your boss or your teammates, coaches, your um, co-workers. Sometimes you're just not going to get that. So next thing I have kind of, kind of coincides with the first one. And that's the mindset you have and the way you see yourself will directly correlate with your success in the world. And this is kind of the mindset of like, if you think you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Because I have noticed that even if I start a project or, you know, a game or whatever, when I have those negative self-talk moments and I say, well, you know, I don't think today's going to be a good day or I don't think that I'm 110% today and I don't think that that it's going to it's going to be in my cards today. I have noticed that 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 just knocks you down 10 blocks f- from the start. Okay? So you are necessarily taking all the odds that are already stacked against you and then you are you are you're putting the blocks up yourself. When you go into something with a positive mindset, and I 100% believe in this. If you go into something and you say I'm going to absolutely kill this, I am going to be a winner. I am going to do XYZ, whatever outcome you want out of that specific event. Even if you don't fulfill what you had the mindset of or intended to, I feel like, and in my experience, I have realized that it is easier for me to pick the positives from that event. But in moments where I've been like, yeah, that th- this isn't right. This isn't this isn't going to work out for me. I, I'm not feeling good about this today. I have noticed that it's easier, not easier. I have noticed that I then tell myself, like, I told you so. If it doesn't work out. But again, on the flip side of that, when I've gone into things, into games, there are games that I haven't had really great games on the mound or at the plate, but I have been able to pick positive moments out of that experience and said you know what I didn't go three for three today but I did go one for three and you know I had I had two other really great at bats they just didn't work out in my favor or they just didn't you know pull through for me so it's so much easier to to kind of flip that script and go into it with more or less a winner mentality Because if you go into life with a loser mentality, then you will, and I believe this, that you will stay a loser and that you are setting yourself up for a negative outcome from the start. Like you get out of it what you put in it. And when you put in that negative self-talk, those negative feelings, you are going to get something really negative out of it. So... (laughs) This next one is something that really pertains to friendships and relationships, I think, the most. And this is, this is, I put next to this 3 a.m. This was a 3 a.m. thought. (laughs) And it is, it doesn't matter how pretty you are, 
how much money you have, how educated you are, you cannot keep people in your life who don't want to be in it. I think that this year I have chosen to walk out of people's lives and people have chosen to walk out of mine because I didn't I didn't have a spot at their table and they also didn't have a spot at mine. But that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. There are times that you will mutually decide like, hey, this, you know, isn't the friendship or you'll have a huge falling out. It can still hurt, especially if you were, you know, friends or, you know, in a relationship with someone for a really long time. And then you just kind of, you just stop. It's almost like going cold turkey. But there are some people that will choose to walk out of your life simply because they don't want to be in it. And that's been the situation that I've been in when I've chosen to walk out of people's lives. And I talked about this a little bit in the things I've learned in things I wish I knew, knew going into my 20s. And a lot of the times... It has been more about me and my personal values not aligning with the person that I was choosing to more or less walk away from. And it had more to do with me than it did them. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm walking away because I don't 100% agree with what you're doing and how you're doing it. And sometimes you just you stop being in people's lives and they stop being in yours just because you just don't kind of click anymore. Sometimes you do a lot of growing up, but the other person doesn't. And another thing with that too, I feel like I probably could have saved myself a lot of heartache if I would have just seen people for who they are. People will show you their true colors more than once especially when you know you were friends with them for three four five six years they will show you their true colors time and time again I always really wanted to see the best in people and I always tried and I did my best and and I was the person who you know we kind of kind of set back and okay, well, this is who they can be, and I know that they can get there, but again, you can't, you can't see who, what, what the potential is, because I used to fall in love with potential, and I used to love potential, whether it was the potential in my significant other, my friendships, any kind of relationships. I always loved seeing who someone could be but the thing is people who they can be and who they personally want to be two very different things there are some people who will always just be very complacent with their life there will always be people who kind of don't want to better themselves they're they're fine with where they're at and that's good enough for them but again I struggle with that because I didn't want to feel like I was giving up on somebody. 
I didn't want to feel like I was walking away, like maybe this could be something that might turn out okay. But again, people don't lie about who they are. People do maybe in the beginning, but their actions will always bleed through what they're saying. And I think that, you know, people go in and out of your life to sometimes teach you lessons. And it's lessons that you can carry into new relationships, new friendships, new connections, or you you won't. And whether you choose to do that, it's up to you. But I'm a firm believer that, again, people are placed in your life for a reason and that, that everything happens for a reason. And in my personal beliefs, I think that, you know, God places people in and out of your lives depending on what you need to learn. And I think that this year, I've learned a lot from the people that I've walked away from and the people that have walked away from me. And I think that this year, I did a lot more walking away. And I think that I did that because I got to the point where is the disrespect outweighing what the potential could be. And I feel like I was actively being disrespected in friendships and relationships. And, you know, you you come to a point where you're just like, is this, is this really worth the time that, you know, me and whoever else have been friends or have been in a relationship? Because you get to, you get to a breaking point. And I think that that, that's when you, you really have to, to ask, like, did I put myself here? Did they put me here? Because again, you just, you really have to see people for who they are. And although it's really hard and again, I, I fell into the trap too many times of seeing who they could be and they would sometimes show me glimpses of who they could be, but ultimately they didn't want to change and they probably were never going to change. It, no matter, no matter what you brought to the table if they if they don't want to be at that table, they will they will not take anything you're saying into account. And I feel like that was the case time and time again. Even when I was, you know, kind of giving them a hard truth and you know, sometimes they give a hard truth back. Someone won't listen if they don't want to hear it. So, <laughs> we'll wrap it up with that. Next one, um Again, like I, I kind of have no words for it, but you will probably not leave the legacy or be remembered the way you would like to. And <laughs> I feel like I have been so wrapped up the last four years on like how will people remember me? And I'm only, I'm only 22 years old. I don't even know why I'm even thinking like long-term, like I'm dead. How are people going to remember me? But I guess I think of it as, I always wonder what I'm remembered for. Like when I was leaving high school, you know, what, what was I remembered for? When I leave college, you know, well, Will I be remembered for playing softball or the organizations that I was a part of at school? 
will it be for schooling? You will always leave an impression wherever you go and on whoever you meet. Sometimes, obviously, a lot more significant than others, but there will always be some kind of trace of you. Obviously, there are some people that leave, you know, a greater legacy than others, whether that's in sports, you know, you have, you get your jersey retired, maybe Hall of Fame, All-American, you have all these different accolades, and, you know, there, there there's still a lot of famous athletes that are referenced, but realistically, is that, is that going to happen for me? I don't think so. I, I went into college, and getting really honest and being transparent with you guys, I was always, you know, more, more so focused, like, am, am I gonna get pitcher of the year? Am I gonna do XYZ? And at the end of the day, the team outweighs me, of course. I always, I always have adopted, like, a team first mentality, but the accolades are nice, And anyone who tells you that, oh, you know, accolades, like, don't mean anything, they do. And that person's probably lying. But the best way to, in my sense, in my viewpoint, I should say, to kind of leave a legacy in sports is by the things that you did. But I I will say that that kind of changed for me especially in the past couple months, because I, again, was so wrapped up in, you know, what legacy will I leave? At the end of the day, a lot of us are going to be forgotten. A lot of us will not have a super huge, like, I think of this, like, I will probably never leave an impact on the world like Taylor Swift will. Taylor Swift is arguably the most famous woman alive, right now and probably ever and I probably will not leave a legacy like that and again that's not me trying to be negative I just am taking this from a super realistic point of view but what I can do is I can leave an impact I can at least try and leave an impact on just one person I meet and that sometimes is more meaningful, I think, than leaving this huge legacy behind. Because you will meet people along your journey and along the way that, you know, maybe people look back and say, you know, she didn't she didn't play the field much. She didn't do XYZ, but she was one hell of a teammate and she made me feel welcomed and embraced and I felt like she embodied the culture. I can think of so many teammates that I've had that I I don't even remember what they did on the field, but I remember who they were, what they made me feel like, and how they impacted a program, the program, any program, in such a huge way. And it was an impact that didn't even happen on the field. It was like, almost you, you know those people that you can just feel their presence? Those are the kind of people that I'm talking about. And those were the kind of teammates that I did have. Like, I can think of one in specific. Like, she graduated last year. She she was just 
so welcoming all the time and she just kind of embodied the the teammate great like the great teammate mentality like didn't didn't realistically get a ton of playing time but she impacted the team in such a greater way than than I think anyone even did on the field and you'll have coworkers like that too you'll you'll meet random people that you will just always that that lasting impression will always have and you will live on in different people obviously when those people are gone maybe not maybe your legacy won't continue further but I think that it's really symbolic that there will always be a part of you that's in someone else and the maybe it's the lessons you taught them or maybe you shared a connection or just made an impact on their life and sometimes like that that can be enough you don't have to always you know, have, like, the Taylor Swift legacy, like, this huge everyone knows about you. So, (laughs) next one. It's not what happens to you. It's how you react to what happens to you. And (laughs) I can solidly say that this year there were things that happened to me that I didn't react super great to. And there were things that happened that I had no reaction to and I think that people really look at how you react to adversity or overall just just shitty things that happen but if you really think about it that's kind of the whole idea of resilience is you see what happens to you and you continue you, you decide to continue anyway. It's like the, you know, get knocked down 10 times, get up 11. And it's just that I am not defined by what happens to me, but my next steps after it happens it is truly what defines you as a person. And I'm finding out, I'm finding out that my impulsive reactions it's not who I really am because I've already had things that have happened and I act so impulsively and I'll say what, you know, what I'm thinking in that moment of hurt or whatever. And it's not truly how I feel at the end of the day because I've already walked away from situations and I let it sit for like 24 hours. And then I just think I, I'm not even as upset about it as I I originally thought I was and you know I'm not saying that you're okay with everything that happens but again accepting the idea that everything in your life happens for a reason next one your lack of self-discipline is the most disrespectful thing that you can do to yourself and I mean no matter what area of life you're looking at, whether it's, again, just your career, athletics, academics, your personal life in general, there, there's just self-discipline everywhere. And I reflect on this past year and I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with myself in a sense because I feel like I really, I lacked a good amount of self-discipline. 
And I saw it in myself in the sense of really putting off things that really could have benefited me in a positive way. And this was in school, in athletics, everything, in friendships. And I don't think that I exercised that self-discipline enough. I don't think that I told myself no enough. I don't think that I told myself, I don't think I gave myself that, that shove to be better until, I don't want to say it was too late because it, it was on my own timeline, but it should have been done earlier. It should have been that like epiphany moment of like, you are better than this and you are just lacking this aspect of yourself that is going to force you to level up because at the end of the day your motivation will only carry you so far I'd get in these moods where I just be like yeah I'm gonna conquer everything on my to-do list I'm going to do a month's work of worth of work I'm going to absolutely kill everything and then I have two weeks that I I wouldn't get a damn thing done and motivation only carries you so far your self-discipline is what keeps you going even when you don't want to do something. There have been so many times that, you know, this this past semester especially, I'll know about something two weeks in advance and I just, I don't, I don't want to do it. And that is such a bad, I don't even want to say habit because it shouldn't even be a habit. It's such a bad trick to fall into. And that's when your self-discipline really shines through there when you tell yourself you're going to do this, you're going to get this done and saying no to other factors. And I will say that one area of growth that I have really excelled in, especially in the past year, is saying no to things that will not get me to where I am. And that is, in a sense, self-discipline because you could, let's just say realistically, you know, you want to go out on the weekend, but you have homework due on Sunday at midnight and, you know, you have to clean your house or, you know, you have other obligations to take care of. Me two years ago would have just been like, yep, that's a Sunday problem. We're going out this weekend. We're going to go shopping this weekend. We're going to ignore all responsibilities. And I used to do that. I used to do that all the time. But again, it got me to places where I'd I'd be stressed out. I'd be last minute cramming in assignments. I wouldn't give 100% to assignments just because I had the mentality of, yeah, I'm just going to get them done. I would underperform in other areas of my life self-discipline in the sense of friendships that I would continuously put myself in situations that I didn't want to be in. I'd keep saying yes to things that I didn't feel comfortable saying yes to. It is that that the self-discipline is really what gets you to where you are in life and it it teaches you a lot because again I started saying no to a lot of things and that in turn and I talked about this I think in the second episode, it it really shows you kind of at the end of the day, like who who has your back. And that all stems from you being disciplined in yourself and you being your own advocate. So this last one is probably, I think, at the end of the day, 
out of every single one of these, the hardest one for me, personally. And I've seen a lot more about this recently, especially on places like TikTok. I'll see those little motivational videos. But it's the hard truth that your time clock is only allotted for X amount of time. And as we, you know, keep breathing and keep laughing and just keep living, our time clock is actively running out. As I sit here right now, I'm 32 minutes into this episode and my, my time clock is 32 minutes less than it was before. And I don't want to say that I'm terrified of death. I don't, I don't want to say that because I, I do believe that there is an afterlife waiting for me and for other people who, you know, do believe in God. And I don't want it to sound like I don't think that that's there waiting for me and anyone else. But it's scary to think that I'm existing today, but I might not tomorrow or the day after that or maybe next month. It's also hard for me to accept that the people in my life now might not be there in 10 to 15 years. Really depressing to think about and honestly makes me want to be sick a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know, there's no deals to be made. You know, once it's over, it's over. So what am I doing? I am learning to cherish even the smallest of things. To romanticize your life. I find myself waiting for Friday. Waiting for the weekend. Waiting for the next birthday. The next holiday. How many of us can say that, you know, once Thanksgiving was over... I was like, all right, Christmas, where are you at? 25th of December, let's go. Let's get here. But what about all those days in between? You know, what about every day you can make amazing? And I really, I just found myself all the time. Oh, another Monday. Can't wait to start this week. But why, why do I think like that? I'm alive. I'm breathing. I have a roof over my head. I, I have a great life. Why? Am I looking at this like this is another day I have to do something? I started looking at life through the lens of I get to do this. Even in the most mundane things, there are days I don't want to go to work. I I have an on-campus job. I, I'm a graduate assistant and then I also have an internship. And there were days at the internship I didn't want to go to work. But I also think, and this kind of goes too with like, There are other people out there that are envious of the things that you have and the opportunities that you get. And I, I just am kind of mad at myself a little bit now because I get to do these things. I don't have to, I get to. And that is a privilege in itself. And that is just, that's the beautiful thing about life is that our, I shouldn't say beautiful, our time clock is running out. And we have not realistically a long time here. Although, in some people's eyes, 75 years looks and feels like a long time. 75 years to another person could, it could feel like 10 days. 
It is all in how you approach your own life. It's how you take control of your own life. Waking up every day and thinking, you know, here's just another day. I get to go to work and I get to come home and I get to wake up and do it all over again. You are the owner of your day. You get to take ownership of what your day-to-day looks like and you get to decide, am I going to have a good day? Am I going to make this the best day of my life? And who's, who's telling you that it can't be? No one's sitting here and saying that you cannot have the best day ever today. It's only a good day if you make it one. You can have the worst day ever. Okay, let's just say your car breaks down the way to work, you get to work, you get fired, you go home and your house catches on fire. That is probably, uh, th- th- that's a really bad day. That That's a really shitty day. Okay, but what if you find one positive thing in that day? Just one. At the end of my days, I've had really crappy days. Days that I've come home and I've thought, you know, if, if this, it, I never want this day to happen again. But if you find one positive thing in that day that happened, whether it was to you, maybe you did something nice for somebody else, it will really change your outlook on life. Also, changing from the mindset of I have to versus I get to. That has been one thing for me that has just really changed my whole approach on life. It has changed my motivation and my why to get up every day. Because at the end of the day, I'm the the average life expectancy is about 75 years. Okay? I'm 22 years into it. And I feel like my life is flying by. My life has felt short. I can tell you that I've talked to some people that are my age and they're like my life has felt so long. I can't I can't fathom another 50 years. But I can't wait for another 50 years. And I pray that I get another 50 years because some people don't even get that. Some people don't live to 40 till 50. So my advice to anybody listening is just cherish each day. Cherish each breath. And don't find yourself waiting for Friday, waiting for the weekend. That That is the number one. In my eyes, That that is just such a deteriorant to life. So I'm going to leave you guys, go hug your family, go tell someone you love them and live life and really enjoy it. And not just the good things, but also enjoy the hard truths, which is what we talked about today. So this was another episode of Say It With May. And I hope you guys like this, this episode. I think this is really going to round off kind of that's the, the, the ongoing theme of really what the last year of my life has looked like and I'm really excited to keep growing and keep kind of sharing these revelations that I have with you guys and just growing up together. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will see you guys next Monday. Love y'all!